You're still a maybe. So could you think about it, rushing night? Just for me. I'll let you sleep on it and call me in the morning. Oh, baby. My name is Augie with VIP Playlist. I am here with my handsome co-host. Thanks, bud. Uh, it's Adam. What's up, everyone? We have, you want to introduce yourself and tell us what you do in the band and what band? What's up? We're, we are two members of the home team. I'm Brian. I sing vocals. Uh, I'm Daniel. I play drums. Nice. We're awesome. I have to say, I hope you don't like take this wrong way. I was watching one of your music videos today. It was the Watching All Your Friends Get Rich video. Brian, you looked like matthew mcconaughey in that video <laughs> like a young matthew mcconaughey i've right, gotten a couple right, comparisons right. from that one but i don't think i've gotten matthew mcconaughey so I'll, dude pretty great. starting off with that. the sweet talk yeah sweet man yeah. <laughs> hey, i thought you were gonna say i was expecting a clown no no, no. <laughs> no definitely i was like man that's definitely matthew mcconaughey vibes right there badass <laughs> right on we'll play him in his in his uh autobiography uh, yeah man <laughs> y'all are from seattle right yeah Rainy that's City. awesome nice I, i've been there um i went in like 2015 right on yeah i loved it it was beautiful dude oh man right and i went Love to the jimmy hendrix museum mm-hmm. oh very cool yeah that's yeah. Uh, that's one of the few places that like we we take people like when other bands come through if they like have a day that's like one of the touristy spots worth hitting for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I hit that and I didn't go like up to Space Needle. I was like, oh, looking at it, it's fine. Yeah, don't don't bother. <laughs> don't bother. It's like yeah. the restaurant up there is so overpriced and it's not that good. Yeah. <laughs> As they usually are. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, you my go uh, to the top of the top of the Columbia Tower and get a way better view. <laughs> <laughs> so today we are going to make a Spotify playlist based on some of y'all's influences and everything like that. Is there anything y'all want to name it? Oh, yeah, we definitely want to call it Real Rockers Only. Homage to our fans. <laughs> probably less rock in here than uh, you would expect. <laughs> for, for being called Real Rockers Only. Hell yeah. Real Rockers listen to all sorts of genres. That's <laughs> right. Yeah. That. Very true. That is true. It's an any... ethos more than anything. Yeah. The first question we like to open this thing up with is, can you give us some artists that maybe your parents introduced you to that maybe you still love or or maybe grandparents or something like that? That's a cool question. I like that. Um, yeah. yeah. So my dad, my dad had me growing up listening to a lot of rock music and he was really into, I mean, see, Soundgarden and Audio Slave were mm-hmm. fun. Yeah. Chains, like Seattle, stuff like that. We didn't even live in Seattle at the time, which is funny. Um, <laughs> my, both my parents listened to that. And then my dad also listened to a lot of like White Stripes and Jack White. And uh, my first concert ended up being the Tours, which was oh, one of Jack nice. White's projects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. really great. Um, so I'm at the Moore Theater. But he also listened to a lot of like James Brown and R&B shit like that. Or like um, 
funk influences from the 70s and stuff like that it's Rock, making uh, sense yeah i can hear it i can hear it <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 and so he i mean he would uh in the morning when he would get us up for school he would blast get up get on up, get up. <laughs> like loud like really loud and oh my be like, bro come on <laughs> that'll wake you up that's for sure Oh yeah. No. Yeah. Both my parents were pretty music oriented, especially my dad. Um, he's also like a big Van Halen fan and he's only, I mean, I'm 27 and he's 54 now. So he was, you know, he's not, he's not super old as far as dads go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, no, I, I grew up in a, in a neither of them are musicians, but I definitely grew up in a musical household. That's yeah. Awesome, my, uh, I'd say my dad was into a lot of like, aggressive music for being a, like a computer software dork he like introduced me to white zombie um so we listened to like a lot of white zombie on road trips growing up um the probably the most ken matson thing of all time is uh i remember when we watched the movie triple x with vin diesel there was a scene where there's like an industrial band playing in like an ice hotel where there's like <laughs> a, a, like a meetup going on and that band is Rammstein, 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 yeah. Rammstein. And my dad went and bought like the entire discography at the time. That's hilarious. <laughs> like, that's awesome. So sick. So we listened to, listen to a lot of that. Um, then also like, you know, a lot of like ACDC. That was a band that he played, uh, played a lot. My mom was more like into disco and funk. So uh, we, and my mom's Venezuelan. So we uh, listened to a lot of like Spanish music and a lot of disco growing up with her. Nice. That's awesome. Uh, let's put a James Brown get up on here first. Love that. You have to, you got to start it off, you know? That's yeah. Great. And then uh, I wrote down a couple, but if you want to change them, you feel free. Um, Soundgarden? Yeah, do um, Spoon Man. Spoon Man. Yeah, I love that song. That That's one that my parents would play. My brother, I had a little brother who has way more energy than I do. And, um, and he would go nuts when they put that on and red hot chili peppers was another big one um, yeah. that he would, he would go buck when they, when they played. Dude, for some reason, anytime I like, I know how spoon man goes, but anytime I hear that song name, I always get it confused with slow ride. So spoon it might. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that that's that's great. I love I love that. And then th maybe throw um, for a little more homage to my mom. Maybe throw like an OG Beyonce song on there because that's oh, that's like yeah. big. He's really we, we used to listen to a lot of Beyonce growing up. Are um, we talking like Destiny's Child, Beyonce? Crazy in Love. I'm thinking like that. Oh, uh, dude, that one's that one's a banger. Oh yeah. Yeah, and then I also have uh, the Wreck and Tour since that was like your first show. If you want to throw one, yeah, in. City as She Goes used to be my favorite song of all time. That is such a good song. The music video was dope as hell too. Oh yeah. And you want to do White Zombie? Oh, absolutely. Um, <laughs> let me let me see which White Zombie song like really represents my dad. Um, I'd say uh, probably More Human Than Human. Like yeah, uh, the Astro Creep album. That was one that we listened to a lot. <laughs> and man the shit holds up now for sure but like the songs are really long yeah like, i remember a, a couple <laughs> tours ago I, I was listening to it while we were driving and there's like a couple songs that like go past five minutes mm -hmm. man they're just riding this riff forever <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah songs are getting shorter and shorter and i mean it's like you know everyone wants that instant 
gratification. Everything seems to be getting shorter and shorter and faster and faster. Yeah, we, we keep talking about like, let's do a song that's like 90 seconds long. Yeah, yeah. Eventually there will be a home team song that's 90 seconds long. Like chorus verse chorus. Yeah. Get it, get it over with quick. Let's get, get it. it. Yeah. Twice. <laughs> Double the streams, baby. <laughs> that's hey. right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And then I have uh, Rammstein. Yeah. Uh, the song, my, my preference there uh, is kind of a deeper cut. Uh, I'm going to do my best to pronounce it because I don't actually speak German, mm-hmm. uh, but it's Walt Ear das Bett and Flamen Sehen. <laughs> you got that? You did a good job, man. Yeah, I got I just typed in a W and it came right up. So <laughs> that, that song is a banger. Yeah. I have to check it out. I grew up playing hockey and that was always like my pump up song, like right as my parents were driving me to the game, like we play that song as like the last song in the parking lot. That's the <laughs> nice. There's, a, there's like, awesome. a, like a gun cocking noise in it too. It's hard as hell. <laughs> oh yeah, man. And then I have ACDC, but if you want to throw anything else on here, you can as far as one more. Yeah. A uh, big one for my mom. Uh, I'd say Tina Turner. Uh, yeah. Was I listened to a lot growing up the one that i this has no representation of my mom or my family at all (laughs) private dancer that song slaps (laughs) that's great uh here's here's one like if i'm talking about my mom yeah uh another one that is kind of a less out of left field one um the artist luis miguel he has a cover of a really classic like Spanish song called Besame, which is kiss me in Spanish. And if you want to hear a dude with like just a generational voice, like this dude's voice is like, is just unparalleled. Um, So Luis Miguel's Besame, that song is insane. I've never heard of him. Uh, Oh yeah. You would appreciate how like when he belts, it's just like, Mm -hmm. it just sounds like, you know who that is, Adam? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm like first generation. So yeah, my, my folks listen to all that stuff. Yeah, I heard all that stuff. Like uh, an arena guy. Yeah, <laughs> Saturday morning, mom's cleaning, and that's just blaring, and I, I wasn't sleeping in. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. Fond memories for sure. We went over some of your first memories, but you guys obviously went from. Well, I mean, you're still listening, but now you're actively doing it, right? So, how did you get into drumming, and how did you get into singing, or like, you know, that's. Uh, I'm not saying that one's more difficult than the other, but one's a little more personal, right? So you start singing and then it's like, oh shit, like what if I suck? But like someone <laughs> at some point had to say like, no, dude, you're good. Like, yeah, uh, I'll let Daniel this. go does, first on drumming. Does that sure. ever, does that feeling ever go away? What if I suck? <laughs> it, <laughs> oh, it, it did go away. I, oh, I now know that I don't suck. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> I'm happy for you. I love that. Um, so the way I got into drumming was in fifth grade, Uh, Everyone at my school had to be in band or orchestra. And I thought the idea of playing clarinet or violin was lame. So I decided I wanted to be a drummer, um, but everyone wants to be the drummer. So they actually would make you like do a little audition, which is like they sat five of uh, or, you know, 10 people like in chairs and they just said like, okay, play this beat. And it's like the most simple four on the floor your hand, right hand does eighth notes. Your right foot is on like, you know, one and, or I guess it'd be one and two. So your right foot is on like one and three. Your left hand is on two and four. Like the most basic drum beat ever just to weed out like the kids who have absolutely no coordination. Sure. Um, so I took drum lessons for about a year 
thinking it was going to be this like big difficult thing and you just sat down and played like the first beat that anyone ever teaches you uh so <laughs> i got the part uh so that was big news big news at the matson household uh, <laughs> My intention was to do band for one year and then quit because playing music was lame and that's not what I wanted to do. And I'm still here dedicating my life to it. So So for me, as far as singing goes, I started out on guitar and actually, if I'm going to be honest, I started out making up little tunes in my head when I was in like fourth grade. Mm-hmm. I, I've been doing that shit since the beginning, but I had no real way to channel that. Um, when did you start whistling? That well, I was about to say. I by the time I was about sixth or seventh grade is when I started whistling, and that is the like I people who know me know that I am like a chronic whistler. I just am addicted <laughs> to whistling. And the story behind that is that I was at the OMSI Museum in Portland because that's where I used to live when I was a kid, and I saw this dude behind the counter in the cafeteria whistling while he was cooking and he was really good at it mm-hmm. like he, he was just super super um his pitch was just really good and i was like wow that's really cool i want to learn how to whistle and so i just like spent some time learning how to whistle in like fifth grade and it took me a while to get it down but once i did it was just like constant and now i'm always whistling um <laughs> that was a that was a big piece of like channeling melody for myself but at the, around the same time um probably about seventh grade my dad got he wanted to get guitar hero and he like he wanted to mm-hmm. get a, a playstation 3 so that we could play the new guitar hero game and i started playing it and i started playing it a lot and i got really really good at it one time he came down and he watched me like playing and he was like dude this is this is insane and i was right. like oh, i've just been playing a lot and he goes i think you should play like a real guitar like mm-hmm. i think he should probably pick up a real guitar so <laughs> that christmas he got me my first like shitty sg um he didn't spend too much money because he was like i'm we're gonna feel it out let's see yeah. if he actually yeah, right, wants right, to right. then about two years later when i stuck with it and got a lot better at playing real guitar he got me my first like legit guitar which is actually sitting right next to me because i don't i don't play a lot of guitar anymore so i don't i haven't really collected very many but it was this jerry cantrell hey uh, nice what is it the gnl rampage yeah okay nice. I've, I've had this thing since ninth grade sweet pretty damn good but anyway you got me that and then from then on it was just a lot of guitar playing until my next band i played in a metalcore band all throughout high school i wrote most of the music and eventually we had a vocalist but eventually he quit and we couldn't find another vocalist and at the time like i had i, I could sing so it kind of just came down to like all right well nobody else can do it so brian i think you got to do it and i was like all right <laughs> so we hired it we got a new guitarist because those are easy to find and yeah. taught him all my parts and so i became the singer and then from then on it just became like that was the main thing i was doing and about maybe a year and a half two years later that started to fizzle out and i auditioned for the home team and got the part yeah so were you singing and screaming since it was a metalcore band i was yeah nice. i was doing a lot of fry screaming and i was actually i was a lot better at it back then because i don't I don't do a ton of fry screaming now. There's a couple yeah. spots on the record where I do it, um, mm-hmm. but I'm not. Yeah, I used to be. I used to be a lot better at it than I am now, which makes sense. You you know you're, you're good at what you do a lot. Right. Certainly a much better singer now. So yeah. Oh man, absolutely. You're an amazing singer. Dude. We uh, I, I went through and read a bunch of like previous interviews that y'all have done, talking about how all of y'all were basically in like metalcore bands. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yep. yeah. 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 
you can hear like the the post hardcore influences and everything like that in the music for sure for sure Love yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, feel, I feel like there's a if you are familiar with aggressive music like it's very obvious that the people playing and like writing our music us uh, <laughs> are like our metal fans even if the music isn't inherently like heavy yeah um, i think just in the way we write and the way that like honestly like our production too yeah like, yeah our music just sounds like it doesn't sound like bands in our genre really yeah i think like you said like just the way you write some of the production some of the tuning i feel like even yeah um, for sure the it tuning just, uh, it yeah. just sounds like for lack of a better word just like chunkier thicker yeah and uh so i definitely get that for sure nice and that's just years of us being metal fans and so like our ears are kind of tuned to listening to heavier music so yeah. when we're like doing you know when we're recording like we're all gear nerds and so we're like super sticklers for tones and we want like when i'm thinking of how i want my kick and my snare to sound like mm -hmm. all my references are heavy bands because yeah. i want it to cut through like a heavy band yeah um, so we it's funny very early in the band uh we actually like uh jump before brian joined um our guitarist john and i uh had a bit of an overcorrection where we like tried to we were afraid of being too metal so we like overcorrected and went like <laughs> super into the pop punk realm yeah um, and tried to do like like everything was you know collared shirts like all blue color <laughs> color scheme like uh -huh. hot metal production um we found it looked like a gap ad <laughs> <laughs> just aeropostle uh, was that yeah, for yeah. Uh, like black sheep i listened to that album i went to your band camp and checked that out Oh yeah, that that's is, the uh, that is prior to me. That is the yeah. pre-Brian era. Uh, we scrubbed most of that stuff from from the yeah, internet. Yeah. It's only on Bank. Mm -hmm, it's still on Bank mm -hmm. though. Uh, yeah, because yeah, I was listening like, to it, and I was like, that does not sound like Brian at all. Yep. Um, <laughs> nope. The first song you released with them was "Letter for a Friend," or was it before that? Jimmy on the radio. Jimmy on the uh, radio. Okay. Same yeah. same era. Same era. Like, we put we recorded like four songs and then put out like two two song singles. Like yeah, we collected them into an EP. Gotcha. Okay. Um, nice. Yeah. Burning Gold. So it was Jimmy on the Radio, Burning Gold, Letters from a Friend, and then Jack of All Trades Acoustic. Um, okay. So the way I do, we, me and Adam prepare for these is I take all your music that's on Spotify and I put it in chronological order. And we listen to it from like the first song I released to the last. And I know they're not written that way, but as far as like, like musicianship and like vocalists and everything, you can definitely hear like how good you have gotten throughout the years and it's it's crazy especially like the whole band man just from the, your first release with jimmy on the radio and and burning gold it uh you know y'all's previous album it's just hella growth man <laughs> so oh, i appreciate that very much yeah it's awesome kind of like a little more groovier vocalist because you yeah, don't really get those you. a whole lot very strong voice yeah uh, for sure let's let's talk about some of these metal bands though like what were you guys listening to like what era, like what age were you guys, like 15, 16? Like what was going on? What were some of the metal bands or metal uh, bands? I mean, uh, for me, new metal was like, that yeah. was shit when yeah. I was from like, I don't know, I think 11 or maybe maybe 10 or 11. So I, I was born in 90. And so I was like just starting to get into my own music tastes when yeah. like Limp Biscuit and Linkin Park and Corn. Mm -hmm all were like you know the biggest names in music absolutely um, so like significant other and um chocolate starfish 
yeah just, my brother had that album <laughs> huge records for me um hybrid theory and meteora mm-hmm. uh, by lincoln park were huge for me toxicity by system of a down those were like beautiful kind of like the defining records for me yeah um and it, it's funny looking back lincoln park is like the most polished of all those bands for sure and like they, yeah you know, they have radio like obvious radio songs on there uh, lincoln park or i mean uh, limp biscuit is like you know very weird and a very time specific band mm-hmm. but like the production on toxicity by system of a down that shit is heavy by today's standards yeah like i can't believe that i was listening to like right prison song the opening riff on that yeah. is just like the chunkiest guitars imaginable it is like, it's like 10 and i was like yeah, exactly <laughs> like literally came out when i was you know like yeah 10 or 11 years old and i was just listening you know on my way to hockey practice with the cd mm-hmm. player and like those like over the ear not over the ear but like yeah, the old headphones, the old that would, like, Sony with the... each ear. Yeah, uh, just like sitting in the back seat, thinking my parents don't understand me, listening to like <laughs> the heaviest guitar tone <laughs> you could possibly have. Um, That's yeah. sick. Yeah, those uh, those were like you know three bands that were really influential for me growing up. Let's yeah. get some songs from them. Let's go ahead and slap some of them on. Uh, okay, let's go. Um, Prison song by System of a Down. We don't get that one much. I'm excited, bro. It's so crazy, one. dude. So happy. I love it. Uh, so um, with System of a Down, System of a Down is a band that we get a lot, but like, so there's a lot of bands we get a lot, like Under Oath and and <clears throat> stuff like that. But they always choose to tend, like, they always pick the like almost the same songs. System of a Down, sense. yeah. System of a Down, it's been a different song every time Each somebody's time mentioned it's been them. Different. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. Yeah, as it should be. Yeah. Anyways, um, continue. Sorry. <laughs> if I'm going, let me. If I'm going off. Uh, hybrid theory uh, i'm gonna say with you um yep. this is the third track that opening riff is just like new metal gold mm-hmm. yeah um if i'm gonna say limp biscuit that is a tough one uh i have a very funny story uh my wife a couple years into us dating uh i i guess she had no idea who limp biscuit was uh and i showed her one time uh, like I, I was playing chocolate starfish and she was like what is i've never heard this before and i just started singing every word because i've listened to the album like a thousand times and uh-huh. she looked at me like she had she had no idea who i was oh yeah <laughs> he'll do that I'm like to this day i will i've i've probably said this in like 10 interviews there are two people on the planet who can rap sing and scream at a platinum selling level uh, and those two people are fred durst and kid rock <laughs> i don't know i don't know anything about fred durst uh personally uh i imagine kid rock is not i don't really agree with many of his uh <laughs> of his beliefs. yeah yeah uh but man those like only two guys doing the that combo of things on, on different albums yeah selling a million records yeah no kidding but if i had to go with let's see what song off off uh chocolate starfish would i do there's one drum beat Oh, my generation by uh, mm-hmm. Limp Biscuit. That is the opening drum beat. I still play that like as like a sound check now. My brother had that album, and uh, I was I was born in the '90s as well. But he had all the good albums, so I had to steal them from him. <laughs> yep, that's what I pretty much did with my older brother. Yeah, yeah, hell yeah. I'm gonna throw Lincoln Park on there as well because that was probably my first favorite band. Uh, I was I okay. think I was about nine years old. 
and Meteora is the album. I'm a little younger. So Meteora was the album that I found initially. And I would probably, if I'm going to just, I'll, I'll keep going, but if we're just doing songs right now, yeah. I might as well throw, I'm going to throw Breaking Habit um, yeah. on there. That was, that was a big one for me from that album. I have distinct memories of listening to that playing Zelda Wind Waker at, in my bedroom. Sick. And um, yeah, Linkin Park was a big one. And then as I got a little older, I actually got really into Metallica. Um, and I'm just going to say songs while we were going since that's go ahead. Yeah, that's fine. Right? Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. I'm just going to go throw battery by Metallica on there. Mm-hmm. Hell um, yeah. I know John would be very stoked about that one too. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Metallica was my favorite band in seventh grade for sure. Um, and then as I kept going, um, the first artist that I ever listened to that got me into like really heavy music was probably all that remains. Oh, um, nice. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I found six on Guitar Hero. Yeah. And dude, that song blew me away. So I'll throw six from All the Remains on that playlist. Um, and then as I, as I kept going, I found what ended up being my favorite band for probably a decade, uh, Coheed and Cambria. Yeah. Hell yeah. I'm going to do some deeper cuts because as much as I love the singles, they weren't the ones that, you know, made me eyes gloss over. Yeah. Yeah. I'm listening to it over and over again. So I'm going to throw. The crowing, and if it's okay, I'm gonna do one more. Oh, sure, that's fine. Yeah. Coheed lasted a long time. Let's do the Willingwell one. Feel for the feeding end. Two two deep cut Coheed songs. Oh. But yeah, those that's kind of where I came from as far as like rock music when I was younger. It yeah, was, it, it was Lincoln Park all the way up through Coheed. That's awesome. Yeah, Coheed's sick, man. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Love seeing them live. Yeah, I've I've seen him I've seen him a few times for sure because I I used to go to those shows back when I was a kid too. Um, mm-hmm. The last time I saw them was actually this summer, uh, just because I I happened to be working at the event that they were playing at Marymore. Oh, I was perfect, like, hey, cool, right? I'll, I'll yeah, that's dope. Yeah. yeah, I saw them. So was that the one with Alkaline Trio? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I went to that that tour as well. Nice, just super um, super great. I don't know how much further you want us to keep going because now, now Dan and I are starting to get into our scene days. Yeah, please, <laughs> please next, do. Next time up is the scene. Let's yeah, go, man. Let's yeah, keep so it going, man. Scene, so you're scenesters. How old are we? Where, uh, where are we in life? I'm 32. I'm 27. Okay, well, you're my age. I'm, I'm 32. So. Okay, so your scenester days. Okay, so, so I was year. in high school. Yeah, 2004 to 2008. So like peak MySpace. Girl yep, yep. I, I graduated in 2008. Oh, nine here. Uh, so this yeah. is the, the, I'm sure we listen to a lot of the same era. Uh, I'm so excited. I grew up in, we all, I mean, we both grew up in Seattle, but the big, like a couple of the big bands in Seattle at the time were the fall of Troy. Yeah. Oh, yes. That was a huge one. Also the blood brothers. Yeah. I remember oh, I was actually going to say them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> They and that was like more of the sceny, like screaming genre. Yep. Um, the other bands that I like still listen to, there were uh, the big three from our area were uh, Daphne Loves Derby, Forgive Durden, and This Providence. Actually, actually, like the first real like scene show that I went to was those three bands at a teen center in one of our suburbs, um, which, like, looking back is just insane that all i saw all three of those bands like when they were still like in college forgive Mm -hmm. Durden, they have like a huge cult following online man still to this day (laughs) 
I went to like high school with the singer's younger brother. He like the the singer went to another high school in my area because they were from like the same little suburb suburb I was from. And then as far as like bands from the scene that were really big for me, say Under Oath from first to last and fear before the march of flames yeah oh my gosh we don't get them very much that's awesome yeah that's a kind of a deeper cut yeah Yeah. for sure but they're they're great if i'm picking like songs from these bands uh from the fall of troy i really listen to the self-titled like the shitty recorded one yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah Like, I still like Doppelganger. That's great. But, like, I, I think if I remember correctly, the story of the, or like the self titled is that they went into, I don't remember if it was London Bridge or, but it was like a local studio. Maybe it was Robert Lang or something. And they, like, actually, it might have even been a way, like a way smaller studio than that. Yeah. Um, but they, like, recorded it over spring break and they just, they played all the songs together in a room, like, one-shotting them all yeah they didn't have the money to do anything else and so like the fact that it was played as well as like as well as it was yeah. just like playing them all into a room together is insane yeah i mean it right. makes you like you know admire it more enjoy it more like it's yeah, just it's, a cool thing it's crazy because the way like the way that we write like we don't play the songs really together before mm-hmm. like a lot of the stuff is written while we're in the studio so we have to like record it and then learn how to play it afterwards. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We don't like get in a room and then just like record, like write everything and then bring it to the studio. Um, So I'm going to go real deep cut. Uh, I'm going to say Reassurance Rests in the Sea off the Fall of Troy's self-titled record. Uh, I know everyone likes, you know, FCP FCP remix. I prefer the original version. That's that's just me. You know, that, uh, that song FCP remix is responsible for a lot of guitarists because of Guitar Hero 3. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I played that shit for sure. Yeah, yeah, that's like everybody's favorite. Next up, I'm going to go uh, Fear Before the March of Flames from their second record, Art Damage, uh, Should Have Stayed in the Shallows. Yeah. That's the second second song. Uh, something about that dude's screams. Like, yeah. It's just the one of the angriest vocalists that like I've ever heard. Some of their music is like unsettling, but in a good way. Like, I don't know what it is about them, but they're awesome. Oh, yeah, totally. Like, just the progression from their first three records are like Mm -hmm. all totally different. I feel like in the first one, you can see the pencil tight skin, like jeans with like the carabiner with their keys shaking. Yeah. (laughs) Like the way they play it. It's me now, bro. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Like by the third record, I think they had a song, they had a song called Lycanthropy, which was on like the underworld theme, like, like soundtrack. Uh Yeah. And it's like way darker and all like synth based. So, cool evolution for like a, a weirdo band yeah um, for sure keeping with weirdo cuts of songs from first to last i'm gonna say uh failure by designer jeans yeah that is a song that was on i think it was on one of the punko rama compilations and it's like not it didn't make it onto one of their records it was like in between dear diary and heroin mm-hmm. um but that is like to me peak scene myspace music like that yeah. is like a yeah. song I go to, I go back to constantly. And then honestly, from under oath, anything off there, only chasing safety, dealer's choice, pull record front to back. Man, what is <laughs> it? I, I love that. I love that album too. That was like growing up religious. That was like one of the only three albums I could listen to. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> 
I mean, I could say Boy Bears Red, but let's do his Dangerous Business. I like that one. Yeah, I'm, I <laughs> cool listen with that, that one. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure for that album, I never bought it, but there was like one other scene kid in my grade, and we would like trade burned copies mm-hmm. of CDs. Yeah, and I think I gave him a burned copy of the Fall of Troy's CD, and he gave me whatever that Under Oath CD. Yeah, simpler times. Swapped them. <laughs> simpler times. That's awesome. Do you, so I was going to ask you about the Blood Brothers. Do you still listen to the Blood Brothers? Uh, I go back to it occasionally. I mean, it's a like, look, I'll be real. I listen to a lot of shit that's like, I would not blame anyone for not calling it music. Yeah. Like, yep. That is uh, on the fringes of like weirdo art. Yeah, yeah um, it is. Yeah. If I is. had to pick a song by the Blood Brothers, I'd probably say Cecilia. It, there's like a two minute long out, like, uh, like like outro to that song that's not real it's just like static noise i think that's the that's the name of the song it's like cecilia in the silhouette uh yeah wait let me let me double check yeah cecilia and the silhouette saloon that would be the one that i had to pick so there's a there's a band it's very similar to that style of music uh they're from england they're called test icicles the only, oh, okay. yeah so oh, it's circle square circle triangle? square triangle yeah that Fuck fucking yeah. album is so fucking good dude i tell everybody <laughs> anybody that mentions the blood brothers dude, they, they, you gotta fucking listen to this album it's so fucking good dude that, dude you want to talk about weirdo music that like I, I feel like that band was like they blew up on myspace and then mm-hmm. they just like broke up yeah they did they, they released one album the the guitarist is actually blood orange you Wait, know blood orange yeah, the the guitarist for Test Icicles is Blood Orange. He's an artist that's worked for like a ton of people. He's like super famous in the United States. Oh, yeah, Jesus, he's got yeah. like 2.5 million monthly listens. Oh, Sheesh. oh, yeah. he's the feature on uh on to, uh, yeah the Love call by Turnstile. Turnstile. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was a guitarist a for Test Icicles. Yeah. Well, he's doing well. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Good for them, man. That. That was his high school band. Yeah, he's <laughs> <laughs> destined for greatness, I guess. Right. Oh, there's one band I missed that. Uh, if and anyone who knows me listened to this, they would be upset that I didn't include this. Uh, the greatest of all emo bands, uh, Armor for Sleep. Yes. Okay, there you oh go. my god! I don't think there's we've a... ever gotten Armor for Sleep. I don't think so. That might, that might be the, uh, the premiere for us. Our opposers. Yes, that is like the that was my introduction to concept albums. Uh, I love that. Yes. Uh, I'm gonna go from the album before that. I'm gonna go with uh, My Town off Dream to Make Believe. But yeah, uh, dude, I what to do when you are dead? I have I bought a long sleeve like from their um, like 15 year anniversary. Like that's awesome, year. man. Yeah, yeah. I didn't I didn't even know what a, a concept album was until that album came out. So mm-hmm. that was dope. Hell yeah, Brian, what you got for us, man? So my scene days were kind of split between two segments of scene. It was like the classic skinny jeans, whatever, yeah. and then also the proggy side of it. Uh, um, yes. so I'll, I'll start with the, with the classics, but there, my, keep in mind, I'm five years younger. So yeah, yeah. my list is going to look a little different. I don't know if you guys ever, ever listened to the band. Woe is me. 
Yes. Are you kidding yes. me? That shit was so cool to me because it was so like the amount of electronics in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I was just like, this is insanely technical. And it's just like, it rubbed my brain the right way. Yeah. yeah. It's just like, yeah. I don't know. So I got to throw, I think I'll throw and delinquents from what was me on it. And then obviously yep. like I went on to listen to issues a bunch and now we work with sky a bunch. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, that, that album was probably, I listened to that album more in high school than a lot of other albums. The great album. There was a band called Broadway. I would throw Don't Chump the Shark Before You Save the Whale by Broadway featuring Johnny Craig. Goated. Yes. Yeah. It's a a great Uh, album. The rest of their albums, just garbage. Yeah. For some, dude, this one is like, I still listen to, I still come back to this. Fun fact is I actually had a Misha Camacho, the lead singer of Broadway on here. I talked to him. Oh, like, are you serious? Yeah, I talked to him like two years ago. Oh, Super don't, don't fucking nice guy. I will not. Garbage. I will not. <laughs> I think one of the guys- it was. It was just. It was just him. So the he wrote like a. It was almost like an easy core album. Was the second album, and yep. then the uh, the third album that was just all him. That, and that's a concept album as well. It's about like um, robots taking over the earth. And like, it's like a suit. Yeah, it's a super in depth apocalypse robot album. I'll be honest. I didn't even listen to Contexture. I actually probably should have because it looks like it's probably way different than the second one. The second yeah. one threw me off so much that I didn't want to keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But anyway, yeah, that album, that album, um, Kingdoms was really, really great. So I'll, I'll throw that scene ass name, Don't Jump the Shark or whatever. Speaking <laughs> of Emerosa, um, yes. I know that Daniel would probably say the past would stay dead, but I'm gonna throw a deeper cut from the second album uh broken versus the way we were born was very powerful dude this album's great it sounds just like the one before it well i'm with you yeah um yeah relativity and their self-title i think sound really similar relativity is probably the, the slightly more favorited one um but the both the singles have about the same amount of plays anyway <laughs> um i was really debating whether or not i was going to throw this on there because this is still a band and I don't really like them that much anymore. I mean, like, it's just not really my, my vibe, uh, but sleeping with sirens. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. I would probably throw with ears to see and eyes to hear the song on this playlist, because that was a really big, that whole album, that first album. Those, those first couple albums were really good, man. Yeah. yeah. Those were, those were insanely good albums. I was, I was really into sleeping with sirens. And shit, while we're at it, we might as well just throw Pierce the Veil on there. Yes, sir. (laughs) Let's go. This is a deeper cut, but Tangled in the Great Escape featuring Jason Butler, actually. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Nice. That was a really, that was one I really, really liked. I got into them like super fucking late. I think Adam actually showed me them um, like one song. I think, I don't remember what song it was. No, no, no. Maybe it was Sleeping with Sirens then. You showed me one. Uh, No, it was Sleeping with Sirens. Yeah. And I I think that's how I found Pierce the Veil. So I got yeah. into them when I was like early 20s, but I mean, they're so fucking good. Of the two, I'd probably pick Pierce the Veil. Um, yeah. If I, if I really got to compare them. But uh, then I'll switch over to my prog side of my high school because that was much more like, let's go Circa Survive. That oh, yes. I love them. Let's do semi-constructive criticism from On Letting Go. Beautiful. I'm going to go The Deer Hunter. Yep. Um, oh, so good. Shout out. They actually live in Port Angeles, which is not, uh, in our neck of the woods. Oh, what what song am I? This is this, okay. This one's a tough one because yeah, the Deer so Hunter is so fucking good, dude. <laughs> yeah, there's so many amazing songs, but I gotta go. I gotta go deep. I gotta go to Act Two probably. 
let's do oh i'm not doing red hands no way uh, <laughs> um let's go actually no i gotta go i'm going act three act three this is tough let's do incada venenum from act three yeah deer, the deer hunter was was a big one for me and i remember when i met casey the singer at one of their shows it was not a packed show i'll tell you what it was it was right when the color spectrum came out it was at elcor elcor zone elco elcor zone it, it's that's a venue here yeah and yeah it was not it was not packed we got to talk to him and he was super super chill super friendly and i was probably a sophomore in high school at the time and i was shaking in my boots just like so <laughs> nervous and what's funny is that earlier that summer i had met jerry cantrell and I was like, nah, that's cool, whatever. <laughs> I was not nervous to meet Jerry Cantrell at all. Uh, despite the fact I'm, I'm like, the difference between introducing myself to one of the most iconic guitarists of all time and then introducing myself to this dude who was playing to 90 people at Elk like, <laughs> Yeah, and, but there were 90 brain geniuses. <laughs> but, that's, no, but that's the thing. I, it, was, it was my personal connection to the band. I didn't yeah. really have much of a connection to Alice in Chains at that time, but I had True. a huge connection to the Deer Hunter. And so, and so yeah, that was, that, was a, that was a big one for me. I feel um, that the cringiest thing I've ever done meeting someone was uh, meeting Ace Enders from the early November it was like five years ago so i was like oh you i was an adult oh. <laughs> <laughs> this wasn't when i was a kid and there were like i don't know there were like three local openers so it was not a big show it was at el corazon and like i just saw him in the crowd and was like hey man love, love your bit can can i have a hug <laughs> Bye. Oh, that is hilarious <laughs> it was really bad <laughs> I'm like now i'm like dude i'm kind of a we're like colleagues in the music right industry. yeah now yeah. now you just hit him up on instagram and say hey man i tweeted at him once and sent the story they didn't respond it's okay. oh wow <laughs> two, two face plans i own uh their album lilac which is kind of a later album 2019 but that is such a fucking beautiful album man god they've never stopped being good yeah um yeah. i gotta i gotta point something out really quick daniel has still not mentioned his favorite band of all time <gasps> <laughs> uh it's another it's a completely different story. okay minus the bear is my favorite band oh okay, okay. yeah like uh funny story i also through work got connected with uh um their guitarist and after like a couple times of uh like you know working together i had to break the news and was like hey man i just gotta let you know like <laughs> like everything you've ever written like i <laughs> even like the shit people don't like like i like all of it yeah uh, and i up. told him a great story of uh when i f one on one of our earlier tours where they were playing their uh la like their last tour ever i think it was like in 2018 and we had a day off on the day on one of the days that they played like three straight days in seattle and i uh flew out of phoenix to fly home uh i went to my now wife's like holiday party at work and then took an uber to the show box to go watch minus the bear play like their second to last show ever spent the night at my wife's at my wife's like a apartment and then took a flight in the morning to meet back up with the guys in vegas on our tour yeah yeah that's Damn. love that is right love. Uh, yeah uh you should probably throw a minus the bear song Let's yeah, yeah i think they deserve at least one uh, <laughs> uh no uh the band the album that really got me into it was highly refined pirates 
I saw them that would probably the weird this is a I saw them opening for Thursday probably the weirdest tour I think I've ever seen because Thursday is like they're from like the New York hardcore yeah scene, yeah so yeah into like weirdo aggressive music um I saw a Thursday headliner with minus the bears direct support and the number 12 looks like you as the opener damn like that's the weirdest fucking lineup you could yeah possibly. yeah it's up there yeah I also saw Thursday with Vane as an opener, and man, there were what? There were two different groups of people at that show. <laughs> there were like adults in their forties wearing like business casual clothes yes. coming from work, like trying to revisit their emo days, and then there were like the hardcore kids there to watch Vane. It was very <laughs> weird. <laughs> Thursday was like, yeah, we think Vane's sick. We're bringing him out. That's literally yeah. what they do. That's, That's awesome. So uh, but yeah, uh, I would say probably Monkey Knife Fight by uh minus the bear is uh that's probably the the track for me hell yeah and before we end this topic i have one more from my high school proggy side and that is the band i the mighty Um, yeah that was one that only broke up a little while ago Mm -hmm. and i would probably throw let's see oh this that my favorite album's not even on my top well how about that um yeah, that's oh one. man, this is actually what I'm gonna do is real old. I'm gonna go the song "The Dreamer." The uh, Dreamer. It was off the EP. Yeah. My uh, my favorite song by the Mighty is "Karma Keepers." Yeah. Oh wow, I that's, love oh, that. That's like really. That's yeah, really I love that fucking like. <laughs> uh, it's like a it's almost it's like an acoustic folk type sound that he, that they went for on that album. Yeah, that was their first release ever. It was it yeah, was 2008, I think. Yeah, that um, was such a good fucking song, man. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one. Uh, you, damn, you out you out deep cutted me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll throw I'll throw I'll throw the dreamer on there. Um, awesome. That was a band that I definitely followed, and my old band played. I think my second show ever was opening for them, and that was Ooh. a lot of fun. Them and um, another like a metalcore band. I'm not sure, but regardless. Okay. I think that I think that sums up our scene phase. Yeah. 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 Well, guys, I'd be remiss if if we you know didn't talk a little bit about the band that you're actually in yes so, yes yes yes, yes. Like, you you've got you got two dudes that can talk about their history of music oh we do this are we already there i got yeah. two more eras to go yeah. through <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get there we'll get there but just really quick i i, I think uh augie and i just want to say like congrats on the headlining tour it yeah. seems like it's selling like hotcakes dude um yeah man thank you it's uh, that's awesome to hear i mean i'm, I'm honestly like pretty new to you guys like how long have you guys been you know a band and you know like working towards this yeah so uh john and i started the band in like 2013 okay um we wrote the original so john and i used to be in a melodic hardcore band Mm -hmm. together and we wrote the original like idea for the home team from like 2010 to 2011 or so uh, just he wrote he tabbed some songs out on Guitar Pro, sent them to me. We went back and forth a little bit, and then our like respective metal bands kind of took off and oh, took off. Or in giant air quotes, there we <laughs> yeah. uh, we started touring more with those. Bands. You were busy, yeah, yeah. We were doing <laughs> exactly. We were doing a band, um, and so we went and did that music for a little bit. John is the one that really had the big turning point. Like my band kind of fizzled out. Uh, it was just me dragging like five dudes who you know. Eh, they didn't really want to do they it. They didn't really want it the way I wanted it. Yeah. Um, 
funny enough, two of those dudes are now in a doom band that's pretty successful. And we actually just played a show with them. Yeah. Uh, oh, nice. like, a, like a surprise show. Yeah. Uh, and like, so we made a joke that after 10 years, they find our hit their doom band and my pop band finally played a show together. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, we hit kind of a turning point where we're like, we just had to ask everyone like, Hey, do you guys like want to do this? And they weren't really down the way we were down. Um, so John and I like got back together and like started the home team up for real um, to make like one, like real shot at doing music full time. Um, mm -hmm. And we've been going and touring pretty much nonstop since 20, uh, 2014. I think that was when um, your first tour was 2014. Yeah. You did two tours before me. You did one with Jared, Jared and then one with uh, John Air. Yeah, and then we Brian joined in 2015. Yep. Um, after a couple of different singers, I think I was 19 at the time. Yeah, and then uh, okay. that was where the band like that's where we like really started. Yeah. Um. So 2015 is like we we had had multiple incarnations that didn't do anything before, and Brian in 2015 is when we like really started. Yep. And that's when um you, those four songs that we were talking about, Jimmy on the radio, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. That's when those came out, and that was like fresh off my metalcore band and same thing it was just kind of like you know it started to fizzle out i was like yeah. hey you guys want this as bad as i do and i think i'm gonna go audition for the home team and i got the part did anyone ask you not to no no and that's how you know it was a good thing <laughs> yeah, nobody nobody said uh i don't want you to do that because i would have been the one saying to somebody else i don't want you to do that because <laughs> i was trying to drag them along fun fact though i was in a band with a dude named luke who now plays in a band called avoid Oh, love wow. Avoid. Love yeah. Avoid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He he doesn't tour with them that much anymore. He's like their kind of an honorary, honorary fifth member. Yeah. Um, yeah. You'll see most of their pictures. I mean, actually, most of their promos have a minute. I think yeah. so. But uh, he, he, yeah, so he was in my metalcore band with me. And he was the only other one who was like dedicated, but he had another project that he could go do. Yeah. Um, it, it was a void. And uh, that's how far back we go with a void. Like I... I met Benny when he was 15. I feel like I remember hearing Avoid the Void. Pre, that was their old band name. Pre-puberty. I know it Oh, wasn't. yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, shit, it, depending, depending on how early, because they, they were a school of rock band. And um, I think only two of their original members are in it anymore. Luke wasn't even an original member. But he joined Avoid the Void uh, when he, we were in our band Stories Away together. And so knowing that the only other person who would have he, he's the only one who would have said don't join the home team yeah but he had his own project he had his own thing going true so right. i was like yeah i'm gonna go join the home team so um after that it was a million diy tours across the west coast yeah until better off came out then we did one we did two full u.s tours one supporting one headlining and headlining is big air quotes because we were the only band with no support acts yes yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's all you. local support every day and so that was uh that was in 2019 and then COVID hit and that's when we wrote slow bloom and that's pretty much the history of the home yeah yeah i'm glad y'all survived COVID, man because a lot of bands a lot of bands didn't so indeed <laughs> it was tough times for sure um yeah you know how does it feel to when you speak about these early beginnings and these metalcore bands and just how much you wanted it. And now you're, I mean, I'll say it. I, I think you're getting it. You know, yeah. you're, if, if I, I don't want to speak too early, but what I've come to come to realize is that um, 
I'm always going to be hungry. <laughs> I don't think I can get full. Like, you know what I mean? Like now yeah. here's the thing. I, I don't have another job right now. Luckily I'm, yeah. I'm paying all my bills with the home team. I'm not making yeah. bank. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. But I think for me, the day where I feel really financially secure is probably the day where I say I did it. I, I did the thing that I always wanted to do. And it's yeah. funny because three years ago, I had a way different metric that yep. would have said I did it. And that was purely, I will never play an empty show again. I will know yeah. that I'll never play an empty show again. Yeah. Barring exceptions of like, we start to fizzle out and then we start to have to play smaller events, like, you know, all that way yeah. future stuff. We won't play an empty show this year, yeah, probably. Exactly. <laughs> um, basically, in my head, I was like, well, if I can get to the point where I know that there are going to be people at every show, I'll, I will have made it. And now, mm-hmm. in, now that, that now that we're here, I'm like, that's not even close to what I'm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. that's all right. Like, I got bigger goals metrics. Now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's all right to set new goals, man. That's that's awesome. I mean, even still, you said you joined the band when you were 19. The band and, and y'all were a band what like two years prior to that. So I mean, just with you in it, that's already nine years. So it, yeah. it takes a long fucking time, you know, to get to where y'all are at. But no doubt. You know, y'all fucking are killing it right now. I actually was introduced to, uh, I, I've been seeing the home team come up all over the place. I was late to the game. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't listen at first, um, but there was a band we just released an interview for. This song isn't even out yet and you're featured on it. <laughs> oh, wait, let me guess. Um, Properties of Nature. Yes. yes. Yep. That yeah. when your fucking part comes in, I was blown the fuck away because they yeah. sent us the demo like like three four months ago, like back in October, and I was blown the fuck away. I was like, dude, I gotta check this shit out, and that's when I fucking just started listening heavy to like every song. So hell yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, no, those, yeah, those dudes were one of the first bands to hit me up when I I made like a post back in March when I was like, well, I'm not gonna get another job, so I should probably start making some money. Um, <laughs> And I made a post like, hey, I'm open for features. Like, if you want me to feature on your song, I'm down. I got my rate and everything. And they were one of the first bands to hit me up about it. Yeah, really? Yeah, they're awesome. Such nice dudes. And uh, that song is fucking, when you come in, dude, it's it's fucking, like, I was literally like, holy shit. <laughs> I like that one a lot. I recorded yeah. that one back in like April, I think. Yeah. But yeah, that's what, that's how I kind of found you. And I, was, I mean, I've been jamming you on shit quite frequently. So, and Adam, Adam texted me today and was like, bro. The, well, it was like two days ago. He's like the fucking home team. I was like, I know, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a, I'm a slow adopter of music. I'm very yeah. stuck in my old ways. So I hear you. Um, yeah, I feel that I have I've made a real conscious effort this year to like go out of my way to listen to bands that I've never listened to before. Yep. And like I'm digging around on spot. I'm always looking around on Spotify. Like who are the you know fans also listen to or whatever. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm like, I'm trying to listen to a lot of artists this year that I've never listened to before. Yep. Yeah. Doing this podcast, uh, as Augie mentioned, we always try to listen to the artists like full discography or whatever we can get our hands on. So it's really opened, uh, you know, my uh, ears to a lot of new music. And so it's been, re- that's been a really fun part aside from doing it with my best friend. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. We've been friends for like 20 years or no, like, how old are you? Yeah, you're right. That's right. 20 years? That's right. Damn. Yeah. Damn. Wow. That's a long Might time. Might as well get hit with somebody, right? Yeah, damn. <laughs> How's everybody doing? <laughs> <laughs> that was good. <laughs> you like that? 
can redo it. You like that? All right. Okay. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. <clears throat> uh, so everybody always asks us, uh, where do we find these playlists that we make on the show? And we find them on, you can just follow us on Spotify at VIP, uh, L-A-Y-L-I-S-T. And I'll also leave links on all of our socials, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can find all the playlists there as well. I have a link tree, and that ad is V-I-P-L-A-Y-L-I-S-T-P-O-D, all one word. And that's where you find these things at, so. Yep. So, no more complaining. Yeah. And, I told uh, you. you. Go find them. On you. Go, <laughs> go find them. Go listen to them. Give us feedback, please. Yeah. Uh, leave us a review. Uh, yeah. it, because we love you and that would be the coolest thing ever um, subscribe, subscribe and follow I feel like that's a YouTube thing but no do it either anyway yeah 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 if you can't find the button I don't know uh, you're not DM me. hard enough DM me yeah um, leave us a review that'd be really cool and then go follow us on our socials and on Spotify to keep up with the playlist thank you Hey, so I wanted to ask y'all, I don't know how long you usually want each episode to be, but Dan and I, I think if I can speak for both of us, we have about two eras. We can either talk about our call. Well, for me, college is the next one, or we can skip to now. What do you guys think? Um, yeah, that's fine. We can uh, also do both. We can have, have I college mean... and now. Yeah, we have yeah, five college in that. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's do it. I have a, a one a one question before we get to that though, if if that's yes. cool. Yes, we can uh, talk about ourselves. So, we can talk about ourselves forever. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I just didn't want to take up too much of your time. No, no, no. No, this <laughs> oh, is great, man. Yeah, my kids are in bed. We're, we're good right now. So I don't have kids. <laughs> yeah, Adam's. You know, but uh, so you, you mentioned what was me being like one of your favorite bands previously. You know, growing up, and now y'all actually work with Skylar, producing your shit. How is that, man? This guy's amazing. Um, he yeah. actually comes from our neck of the woods. There's an age-old tale that we like to tell about John and um, uh, Red Robin. And basically, back in the day, John used to play in a metal band. This was a Turn and Nocturne, right? Yeah. Okay, so it was like a death metal band. And Sky and his brother, Ty, have like, they've always been around. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just, like, we knew them, but like, didn't, we weren't, John friends wasn't with friends them. with them. We just like, yeah, there were other people in the scene. Yeah, exactly. And they, they both grew up in Lake Stevens, which is up near Everett. And um, basically there was one time where John was at Red Robin with Eterna Nocturna and he was kicking a member out. Because... He was actually kicking a member out of Open Fire, the band. I was oh, he was kicking... okay. okay. <laughs> it, he was trying to join Eterna Nocturna, but uh, the guy, a guy in our band, uh, no call, no showed a show. Yeah. And Oof. he had, and then he, he, John wanted to kick him out, but the guy who like ran the band said, uh, no, give him another chance. And John was like, what do you mean? He didn't show up. Yeah. But they're, they're like, no, go to dinner with him. Like talk to him about it. And so John took him to Red Robin yep. to talk to him about like taking the band more seriously. Right. And like whether or not he was going to come out. So it was like a serious conversation. Sure. At the time, John was though also in Eternity Nocturne. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay, so Sky is waiting tables. I think he was busing. Oh, he was busing. Oh, so that <laughs> That's <red> crazy. <laughs> and he sees John. He goes up to John and he's like, "Bro, I love your band. If you guys ever need a bassist, 
let me know i play bass and john not like he was in not a good mood he was just like cool bro yeah wrong place out of a wrong generational time. talent out, out of one player. of the most talented musicians we've ever met in our lives and, that's hilarious yeah and i think sky was going to cornish at the time maybe that's a little later but cornish is like this it's it's basically like seattle's berkeley like like school of music gotcha um, and anyway so i can't imagine sky felt good he's like oh, damn I, damn whatever <laughs> a couple of years later sky moves to la to join uh, issues yeah then joins issues and so now whenever we see sky we like to remind him that uh john made his career yeah because <laughs> he saved him. That sky joined eterna nocturna it would have sunk him yeah he could have stuck around seattle not moving yeah to LA. <laughs> that's fair. hilarious he'd probably be doing all right just from his talents alone he's the best musician yeah. i've ever been in a room the, with. Cr- yeah. that's the craziest part about the scene to me is that he is uh touring member for 21 pilots that's yeah dude fucking insane, insane. dude yeah. <laughs> but also like our bassist ryan um has like he, he has a like a little rule that you have to be an eight average um for the touring industry like yeah the big touring industry yeah uh between musicianship and your ability to be a good hang so yeah. if you're a 10 musician and a and a six hang then you're an eight average you're good enough uh, yeah. and, and vice versa <laughs> a lot of people get by by being real cool that's a 10 old. out of 10 hang six out of 10 musician. That's John. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but Sky is like a 10 out of 10 hang and like a 12 out of 10 musician. Oh, so like, there's no doubt. There's no, it's not a question as to why he's like, he's making it. Yeah. He, yeah. There, it, if anybody was going to the top, it was Sky and his brother, Ty, his twin yes. brother is also equally as talented. He's, he's insane. And we just, um we just wrapped up some, uh, a song working on uh working on this song with both of them and it was oh, nice. a lot of fun that's, that's awesome, exciting and their younger sister is also like insanely talented and she's she, a crazy singer she's yeah. like a year younger than me i think yeah she's uh her in, i think her instagram and tiktok is like heb, heb on the web, the web. Mm-hmm. and she like makes these little videos where she sings about you know like different mundane mundane stuff and also like social causes right and she's like a viral viral tiktok star that's crazy just just, talent just runs in their blood yeah they just got the hit the (laughs) genetic lottery struggling to write a new drum (laughs) (laughs) it's just oozing from their pores wow that's awesome yeah that's really great yeah yeah Love, yeah, man. So that. if y'all want to do college era, that's yeah, that's cool. college email. Let's go. Absolutely. Let's get back uh, into it. First? Sure. I'll I'll go first. Um, so I got very much into deathcore and okay. like very aggressive music. The band before the home team was the deathcore band, uh, and that's what I, so that's why I like I did a full band doing booking my own DIY tours for years. Um, so this era for me was a lot of aggressive music. So the four bands that I'm going to list are uh, Molotov Solution, Whitechapel, the Acacia Strain, and the Black Dahlia Murder. Um, yeah. I think those are the those are four bands that really like solidify that era of my life. Yeah, um, I think Molotov Solution is probably the like perfect deathcore band. So I'm going to go uh, off their uh, I think second album, The Harbinger. I'm going to say the song. Uh, well, actually the self the the title track of the album the harbinger then from Whitechapel, the album that really like changed the game i think was this is exile it was like their mm-hmm. their first album on uh metal blade 
the song Possession, when that when that opening riff kicks in, that's like whole room goes nuts. From the Acacia Strain, I was a big fan of uh, the Dead Walk, um, but the album Wormwood is one that like really I think changed the landscape of heavy music. Um, yeah. The opening track Beast uh, off Wormwood. It was like a game changer when that first yeah. riff came in using uh, like those low tune guitars. Mm-hmm. Like, I think changed the the way people looked at low tuning and hardcore. Yeah, and then from the Black Dahlia Murder, the opening track off of Nocturnal, everything went black. Hell yeah, the Black Dahlia Murder. Yeah, those are amazing bands. Yeah. All right, I got a few. I also got in, into heavier music in college but in a slightly different way. Mine was, mine went way more on like the proggy instrumental type shit. Yeah. And uh, I think the number one, like my favorite band for probably two years was a band called Era. And they were, I don't, to be honest, they changed their sound quite a bit when they changed their vocalist. And I don't really love all their new stuff. I don't, I don't blame them for changing their sound at all. To be honest, their sound was not accessible. Like, yeah. yeah. They needed to change to get bigger. And I totally, <laughs> I, I, I have no ill will towards the band for changing. That said, it was a drastic switch. And what they used to play, that's what I loved. That's the stuff that really like, dude, I can yeah, listen yeah. to that all day and never get sick of it. A song that I would love to throw in from Era. Um... Ooh, this is tough. Like they're all freaking really good. Um, do I want that first album or the second one? I think I got it in the <laughs> second one. Um, let's do Hybrid Earth from Augment. Yeah, that band just like how technical and cool they were, while not like they didn't disrupt any grooves. Um, yeah, for me at least. I think I think as a musician, it was like very like kind of musician music where i just you know i wanted to hear complicated stuff but i also wanted to hear good stuff you know what i mean yeah um, adam just saw them this year oh nice very cool or last year that's dope i if i'm if here's another band that is still very relevant today and they're very sick today but i'm going to pull up deeper cuts from them it's polypia yeah um, I yeah. was very very into polypia when they first started dropping stuff like their first ep and I think as a result, I'm going to pick something that's a little older, despite the fact that like today I listen to their newer stuff because I think it's cooler. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but if we're if we're doing the, you know, college era, yeah. Things like that, <laughs> I think I'm going to throw um, uh, what's a good one. I think I, I'll, I'll do Envision. It was a single that one i would listen to that on you know sunny fridays at western washington university walking home yeah. the viking into my dorm yeah that was a huge one for me and then i'll throw born of osiris in here because nice i listen to a lot of born of osiris and what's cool is that like when they first started hitting it i didn't i think when i was younger the new rain was recorded so poorly that I didn't give it a chance. Oh, the eternal rain. Right. Well, you, <laughs> you see where I'm going. The new rain, like, I just like I couldn't listen to it as when I was younger. I couldn't get into it because I was like, this sounds like shit. Like it's so cool, but it sounds like shit. And I got really into the discovery, which was a later album of theirs, and Tomorrow We Die Alive. And then when I was in college, they released the Eternal Rain, which is where they re-recorded 
the new, a new the new rain and i was like oh i get it now yeah <laughs> so sick oh my god so i think i would probably throw abstract art from the eternal rain on there that was that was that was a big one i'll do a deeper cut this band is very era adjacent oh my god i'm blanking on the name hold on i just had fine no, uh very very similar actually i'll fuck it i'll throw a north lane song on that was another one that was <laughs> i almost just typed in north lane no let's do heard that before <laughs> <laughs> oh i don't want to do quantum flux but i do want to do quantum flux because it's a single it's like the the single everyone liked boo i know pull a real um real unpopular move and pick something from their new vocalist because the first album they came out with their new vocalist i actually really liked um node that was it that i really liked that in college like, oh my god they have so many albums since then god they're <laughs> jesus christ okay i'm gonna go nobody's gonna like this choice i'm gonna go with rot on node by north lane <laughs> any north lane fans can be like dude you're a poser <laughs> um no it was invent animate Oh, oh yeah, I saw them too. To yeah, they they played with uh, era, yeah, they played right? with era. Yeah, I saw yeah, them yeah, very era adjacent. Um, yeah, let's throw Forest Haven by on Everchanger by Invent. Yeah, they're uh, they're from Texas, like us, Augie. Oh, oh are nice. they? Hell yeah! Very dope. That's pretty much my college experience. Yeah, right there. Um, just in like super proggy because that's when I was like playing a lot of guitar and I was mm-hmm. like really into guitar music. Sure. Um. And so, yeah, no, but I, I think just we saw get to, uh, like, like Polyphia, they, um, sold, they completely sold out their last tour and then they just posted a, a screenshot. They're going on two tours of that, uh, this year, uh, the United States tour and then a, a European tour. And both of those are almost sold out. There's only like three dates with fucking tickets left. That's insane. Yeah. And like, I've, I've been following them for a long time since they released, um, I don't remember what song it is. Uh, I think it was like 40. It's something with 40 in it, maybe. Yeah, 40 ounce. Yeah, was, 40 that ounce. That was Lofile. That was Sky's brother. Yeah. Oh, really? Damn, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, I've been I've been listening to him since then. But, you know, just to see him coming from that to just getting progressively more and more popular with every release. They are release. huge now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, man, I, okay, there's one band that was probably the most important college band for me, <laughs> but I almost don't want to say it because of recent events. Yeah. Um, Dance, Gavin, dance. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I yeah. should I do I put a song, but then I probably leave them off. The I'm going to leave it off. Because <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I don't mind if people know that I listened to them a ton in, in college because that was like my favorite band in college. Yeah. So yeah. fun fact, uh, another one is I had a uh, Zach Zachary Garen on here as well. And the two albums with Kurt Travis. Uh, so the Death Star and um, Happiness. Happiness. I asked them because those were like the grooviest things they've ever wrote, right? Like just hella fucking groovy. And I asked them, what, you know, what was the influence on that? And it was Test Icicles. That's how I found that band. No <laughs> just through Zachary Garen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They I were listening that. to Test Icicles and then Justice, which Justice is another, I think, overseas band. They have a song called uh, We Are Friends and it's, it's fucking sick. Nice. Yeah. Um, I will leave DGD off the playlist. However, Everybody can know that I no longer listen to them. Um, yeah. But I think we're I think we're on to like new like current music that we listen to, huh? Yes. You wanna you wanna go first? Or you want yeah, to go first? I'll go 
Sure. I'll keep, we'll keep it going the same way. It's, it's yeah. about to get real weird compared hey. to what we were just talking about. <laughs> yeah. All, right. All right. So uh, first artist for me on the current one is from Indian Lakes. Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. That's so good. This is like good. the perfect indie band. Yes. Um, they're, they're like one of the few bands, I think, in that genre that like really hit the DIY touring like the yep. same way that we did. Like I remember seeing their, I found them from seeing their name and their flyers at like all the small venues that we used to play. So I'd say the song Breathe Desperately off of Absent Sounds. That's like, this band is in my top five most listened to every, uh, every year on Spotify because it's just like, if I need to fall asleep on the plane or something, this is the album I'm putting on. Yeah. Like if I'm working, I put on, I put on just like their entire discography on repeat. <laughs> um, but yeah, Breathe Desperately by From Indian Lakes. The next one is uh, the song Lyrics by the artist Skepta. Uh, he's a like grime rapper from uh, the UK. Okay. Like, I don't really have a lot yeah. to say about it. It's just, he's, he's sick. Very important band in my like, in defining metal and like heavy music in general uh i could not make this playlist without including a mashuga song on here um, <laughs> oh, so yeah. i'm gonna say the song ligature marks off of uh their newest record i think it's immutable they are the pioneers of heavy yes like, you know, so heavy music basically funny story when i was in, when i was in high school i would just like buy random records that i you know thought i would like and I bought Meshuggah's Eye only to Whoa. come to the realization that it was one fucking 20 minute song. <laughs> <laughs> so sick. Yeah. And this is just like a band that as metal fans, like none of the bands that we listen to would be, would sound the way that they sound if not for Meshuggah. Yeah. Right? Like, there's, there are a few bands that I'd say I would recommend to even like my normie friends. Like if, this band is playing near you 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 need to go watch it just to experience it because they're getting old they're probably yep. not gonna be doing it for too much longer and you'll never feel live sound like the way a mashuga sound like show sounds yeah um, that's all man that's that's cool yeah on our on this the last tour that we did opening for real friends uh, we actually drove a little bit early so that we could get to pittsburgh the night before we play there uh, so that John and I could go see Meshuggah in Pittsburgh. Um, <laughs> and it's just like, it's just like a life-changing experience. It's the best live sound I've ever heard. Best light show I've ever seen. 10 out of 10 would always recommend. <laughs> Next one up is an artist called Ash Nico. Yeah. Um, okay. My, my wife listened to her. Yeah. Her, uh, her song Daisy. That is a, a think it's the first track off of uh, her album demi devil yeah shit's great shit. yeah yeah <laughs> this is a uh, tiktok music that's where we're starting to get yeah so every time we get in the car like i, I swear so <laughs> one of her songs comes on and she immediately has to change it because the kids are in the car <laughs> yeah you can't play that out like that <laughs> next song up is i think one of if not the most interesting band doing it right now sleep token yeah yeah i just heard their new single oh my god dude oh yeah i, I i'm not gonna include the new singles yet because they haven't done to me what this song has done to me um, yeah 
the song the love you want is like just the most emotive song i think of like the last couple of years yeah i can't think of any there are very few songs we're just listening to them like if you're really paying attention like it has brought me to tears dude oh, wow. absolutely and like it's just a, a feeling that i don't i don't really get from music very often yeah I haven't dove like into them yet, but uh, I did check out. Everybody was talking about the summoning, so I went and listened to that, and it was it's fucking like the end of that song is so fucking cool. That's the one with like the funk groove. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. Uh, Highly, highly recommend. But man, the album um, is Alkaline. That was called. No, uh, this something will become your tomb. Oh, place will become your tomb. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the album before this is like front to back just a masterpiece i'll have to check Um, it out for sure hi like if there was any of any of the things that we're talking about if there was one that i think we could all agree like you oh i'm so sorry like it's important that you i think (laughs) for your own musical like growth that you should listen to i'd say it's probably uh this album i almost knocked my dog off my chair (laughs) uh yes i completely agree and sleep token is probably unanimously uh loved by our whole band yeah um, yeah they're great uh another band that we all love don broco don is... broco yeah i saw your hoodie yep <laughs> i'm literally i'm wearing a don broco thing right now very just influential not necessarily in like our sound but in how we approach songwriting like to me the album technology listening when i first heard that uh, basically every album I've heard from them has had like the same kind of growth. It's been like, I listen to it. I'm like, that's ah, not really what I'm looking for. Yeah. And I hear it again. I'm like, you know, it's all right. And then someone tells me like, dude, I've been listening to this nonstop. And yeah. then I go and listen to it. And then eventually it's just like the only thing I listen to yeah. for months at a time. It can be hard to get into, but once you do, it's, it'll take. I, um, I saw them live. Me and Adam saw them live a couple of years ago. Yep. Um, I think, was that the mothership tour? Yeah, it was with DJ. Oh, with Dance Gavin Dance, yeah. Yeah, so it was Mothership Tour. I think Hell the Sun opened, and then it was Don Bracco. And I know I'm probably, I'm probably going to get a lot of shit for this, but Don Bracco put on the better show. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. I, they, they bro. I fully agree. Yeah. I fully agree. Um, I think Covet was opening that before Hell the Sun. Yeah. Yeah. So funny. Yeah. We actually opened four dates of a Don Bracco tour in 2019. Yep. Um, that's where we, like, first met them. Uh, we, uh, one of our managers, like, his brother his cousin was like there was dance gavin dances like front of house or yeah yeah. monitor guy guy. and so like we one of the cringier things we've ever had to do is like we had to meet we got the chance to meet them like as a band (laughs) we were like we had never opened for another bigger act before and we went to that show and like met them and we're just like hi shot the shit we love the band. Yeah, we like coffee too. You like coffee? Yeah, we yeah. like coffee. Um, yeah. And then they they had us out for like four days of a, a tour like the next year. Um, but yeah, the song Everybody by Don Broco, uh, they just, they uh, kind of opened my eyes songwriting wise that like, you can just do whatever you want. Yeah, dude, he's got <laughs> so much fucking energy on stage. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, dude. It's unmatched, man. And yeah, I gotta get like, in better shape if I'm gonna match that. <laughs> bro, like, <laughs> He just kills it, and he looks like he's having so much fucking fun up there, dude, and just yeah. killing it. Yeah, he's, um, he's dope. I got two more. As far as heavy music goes, say Humanity's Last Breath Woo! is a like one of the most aggressive 
angry heavy bands possible um the song bursting bowel of telus <laughs> off of uh <laughs> their album abyssal that's one of my go-to heavy albums it's just sounds that no one else makes just very very aggressive very angry music and then another really really like pushing the boundary of what you're doing in music today band and say the band loathe the song new faces in the dark i'm a huge deftones fan they weren't included in my original new metal you know yeah, list yeah. of bands but like deftones a lot of bands in hard rock and metal also wouldn't sound the way they sound if not for deftones like pioneering the way yeah i love them i don't remember who it was that i saw it was is a I think it was like a news article or something that I read that basically a lot of hardcore bands like like Turnstile and and Loathe and all those people are, are they just sound like a heavier Deftones or like taking a lot from fucking Deftones. Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. And Deftones is the I think of all the bands from like the new metal era, like they're the only band to really progress and like evolve their sound and yep. keep being just as successful as they yeah. were before like they never had the lincoln park like you know massive arena size like they never had any singles that big but like if you go back from their earlier stuff in like the 90s all the way to their more recent records like they're just as just as liked by yeah the mm-hmm. base as that's the a, yes. me and adam saw them a, like fucking long time ago it feels like with incubus opened and they were the no incubus was the headliner they were the opener yeah yeah and so it's deftones and incubus and holy shit that was hands down the best show i've ever been to yeah every uh every, every band in hardcore that's doing any sort of like singy part they're just ripping off deftones right yeah now. and they would admit <laughs> it to you it's not like it's a secret yeah do what works man <laughs> i'll dive in first i'm going to do some duplicates because these there's there's two bands that Daniel mentioned, and then there's one other band that have had a huge impact on the home team specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna throw another sleep token song on there because it's the way. I mean, all of us, all yeah. of us unanimously. Yeah. Let's get it. This band. Uh, Fall for me. We we literally picked the two softest songs from the record. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Fall for me from Sleep Token. Um, I'm gonna throw another Don Broco song, Technology. That opening riff. Yep, man, absolutely. <laughs> and then. I'm going to throw a band that we all unanimously love. It's a Japanese rock band called Polka Dot Stingray. Uh, oh, John okay. is a big, big Polka Dot Stingray fan as, as well as I am. And um, I'm going to throw the song Fiction because it's one of the only ones that I know the name of because the rest are in kanji. Yeah. <laughs> Fic- but Fiction is one of my favorite songs by them. Jet is also another really good song by Polka Dot Stingray. Uh, and Ichi Daiji. Ichi Daiji is a really good song. Um, we, we, I don't want to like, reveal too much but we we ripped them off like we we definitely <laughs> took a lot of influence from polka dot stingray luckily nobody in the states knows who they are so and we, have, know, we keep trying to give other bands the sauce and we're telling them like bro they got it figured out they like, got it figured out we yeah. are they're five years ahead of us and this is where like this is where it's going and our friends and other contemporary bands like won't listen to them we're like they're like this is fine. too weird we too got weird we'll 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 just listen to we'll them just, yeah we'll just yeah. do it for me personally, what I listen to now is extremely different than what I used to listen to. I listen to a lot of contemporary R&B music. Hell um, yeah. And I also listen to like chill hop, like lo-fi beast to study to and that kind of stuff. Yeah. And so I'm going to throw probably my favorite contemporary R&B artist is an artist in Lucky Day. 
uh, with an E at the end of day. He's he's getting really, really big at the moment. He had a song on the Kehlani album. He's insanely good. I think the song, I, I want to do something from his newer album, but I think I'm going to do something from his first album. Let's do Concentrate by Lucky Day. That That's one of my favorite songs. And then the artist Victoria Monet as well. She's really fantastic. This is the part where everybody's like, yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. Dude. I, I've heard of Victoria Monet. I just don't know what song. Yeah, I'll throw, um, I think I'm going to do Dive. It's like the horniest song I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> um, That's what r and is all about though, man. <laughs> is that that oh, song? Fucking sounds really horny. <laughs> <laughs> and she, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, she does a lot of writing for Ariana Grande. Oh, um, wow. And you guessed it. Next artist is Ariana Grande. <laughs> Hell yeah. I am not kidding. Let's do it. I'm a massive Ariana Grande fan. There's, there are a few pictures of me playing live in an Ari shirt. Uh, I'm going to go with Just Like Magic from her new album, Positions. I, my sister has been the biggest Ariana Grande fan of all time, forever. And I used to be like, that shit's whack. And then she released the album, Thank You, Next. And I was like, wow, okay, never mind. You were right. You were right all along. I went back to um, Sweetener and I was like, this is amazing too. I can't believe I wrote this off. This is <laughs> so good. It is borderline R&B music. Like, obviously she fits into the pop realm, but she is she takes so much from R&B. And it, once I found out that Victoria Monet has a big hand in that, I was like, that makes total sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to throw an album named Joyce Rice on here because she's really, really good. I saw her with, oh, I'm wearing a Joyce Rice shirt right now. What's up? <laughs> I'm going to do probably Chandler. Yeah, Joyce Joyce is amazing. She was playing with Lucky and I found her through that and I was just like, I was hooked from there. I only got like a couple more. Don't worry. Oh, you're good. You're good. Like you're good. All day. <laughs> but um, Ella May, M-I-M-A-I, she's phenomenal. I'm probably going to go with you sure it's not LMFAO? <laughs> Stop. <laughs> um, Dangerous. Dangerous by LMA. And then finally for this for this uh, segment of my current listening, I'm going to go The Weekend by SZA. Not the artist The Weekend. I love The Weekend, but SZA has a song called The Weekend. I'm going to throw that on there. Big SZA fan. Love her new album. For honorable mention, I'm going to throw a chill hop artist in here called Sleepy Fish. Sleepy Fish does a ton of amazing piano work across all of this stuff. And it's so, so good. I think I'm going to go with the song Feather from the album Everything Fades to Blue. I, I, I put that stuff on. I'll put, you know, chill hop playlists on every single morning when I wake up. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, okay, there, there's all the stuff that nobody else can relate to. <laughs> yeah, current <laughs> listens, man. That's awesome. I don't have a, a whole lot more questions. I have like two, and these are be quick questions. It's not like music related. How do y'all handle like the who controls the aux cord on tour? Or do y'all just listen to your own stuff? Oh, it's whoever's driving. Whoever's driving. Whoever's driving has the aux cord. <laughs> yep. Easy peasy. Nice. Most of the time, people are just listening to their own thing. Yeah. Which is why it kind of defaults to whoever's driving. Yeah, but we don't really we, we don't really drive a lot while everyone's awake because just the nature of like the long drives in between um, states and like the Midwest and the West Coast. Yeah, um, usually 
this next tour, we we're going to be hiring a driver for the first time, which is going to be a game changer for us. Um, but usually there's two people who drive at night and it's Brian and our bassist Ryan. And then, uh, John and I are like the daytime drivers. So because drives can be, you know, six to 10 hours long in between yeah. shows, like we have to drive overnight. Otherwise we're getting up at 6am anyways. So you might as well just sleep in the van and, you know, get four or five hours done at night. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. So for the most part, honestly, on tour, I listen to podcasts and audiobooks more yeah. than music anyway, because mm-hmm. we're just around music all the Constantly, time. Constantly, yeah. You got to like, take a I break. Yeah, I don't really want to listen to music when I'm just going to have to be there and like hear it in my in-ears like all night anyway. Yeah. So I did this podcast two years ago, and then I just started it back like uh, six months ago. Like in December, I kind of got burnt out because we're, you know, I don't remember how many episodes released, but that's like, I listen to the playlists that they make and I also listen to all of their discography. So it's like constant influx of music. So I like for the last like month and a half, I've just been listening to like podcasts and like not even good ones either. <laughs> Dude, I was going to say good fucking luck with this playlist. Cause it is a, it is an eternity. Yeah. <laughs> so good, man. I'll weird. listen to it. <laughs> and then my last question uh, is what city are y'all looking most forward to playing in? Atlanta. Atlanta. Yeah, no doubt. That's just the sickest shows. I mean, I, uh, Baltimore too, because we just upgraded to an amazing venue that we that is way too sick for us. Yeah, yeah. I think the the big ones for me: New York, Baltimore, Atlanta, LA. LA. We yep. we just upgraded our venue in LA to like uh, some of the venues we're playing. I don't know how we're here because I think they're way too nice and way too big for us. But apparently, we're selling enough tickets that. The venues are happy to have us, which is crazy to me. That's awesome. Um, Congrats to y'all. And that's so fucking cool. Yeah. I remember the Baltimore venue. uh, My mother-in-law lives out there and I told her, I'm like, yeah, we're never going to be back here. So it's super cool that you're going to see us play here. Yeah. Um, And lo and behold, (laughs) we're playing there a year later. (laughs) Hell yeah. That's awesome. Baltimore's got one hell of a music scene starting too. Like good night. Oh yeah. Uh, There's a ton of sick bands coming out there. One that we, that we really like called Nightlife. Yes. Uh, Yeah. Very sick. Highly recommend. Yeah, we we had him on too, uh, Hansel. Oh, nice. very cool. Yeah, very cool. Super nice dude. Yeah, they're rad. Adam, you got anything? No, man. I don't have any other questions at the moment. Get these guys to shut the I was, fuck I was gonna up. Say, sorry no, man. No, 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 <laughs> no. Was, dude, I love it. We, we have we do have a couple that we always wrap up with. Yeah. Have any other did other new ones? Yeah. Yeah. I'll hit the questions if you want to do the the links and everything. So give us uh, two of y'all's favorite home team songs, and I'll I'll put one at the top of the playlist and then one at the bottom. I would say my favorite's probably watching how your friends get rich. Um, and I'd say, uh, ooh, if I'm saying my favorite, it's on. On the song is called On. Sorry, yeah, it's uh it's, it's all a slow. Deep cut. Gotcha. It's one of our favorites, though. It's, we we play it in spite of our fans not streaming it more than the other songs, <laughs> and we let them know live every time we play it that I this say, song. Is- hey, I'm playing this because we like this song. Yeah, so this is your spotlight, guys. Shout out your like social media handles. Um, any you know band current events, new music maybe coming out, uh, shows, 
this is your chance also to shout out some homies if you got homies other than homies bands stuff yeah, like no that homies i got only haters only haters haters make you famous and we're only hot for proving them all wrong <laughs> <laughs> uh, we are at the home team on instagram at the home team nw on twitter right yep uh very sometimes very frustrating uh the home team underscore on tiktok yeah we're working on getting these all solidified yeah um some 13 year old has the home team on tiktok it's fucking oh man uh, <laughs> and we have a headlining tour uh with broadside and honey revenge uh as support um this coming march and april um, we're doing a full us so we're playing all over the country shows are selling out so if uh, you hear this and you've made it this far please buy a ticket because they might not be there when uh, the date comes around yeah um, yeah and we have uh new music coming out this year at some point definitely we don't know when but we have new music recorded that will be coming out sometime this year Hell awesome yeah. oh yeah man well thank y'all so much i enjoyed uh i enjoyed it like yeah guys thank you awesome, so much dude. being great sports yeah, yeah thanks for uh, letting us talk at you for two hours yeah man <laughs> anytime anytime <laughs> cool. yeah this is a, a very i mean judge the fact that we talked for two hours is a very good sign because we do a lot of these and uh, a lot of times we get the same questions over and over again that we've answered a million times and so we yep. have them down to a down to a science yeah this is a yeah, we try to we try to stray away from that I try, that's why i try to look up like uh, old interviews and stuff like that that way i know well this has already been answered so yep. let's you know not ask that so <laughs> yeah this is i mean this is a great concept for uh for a podcast because well thank you man we've never done this before this never is yeah. it's augie's brainchild i'm just yeah you know, yeah i'm just a robin yeah. to his batman <laughs> <laughs> dude yeah, i man. just realized i can't even believe i didn't talk about t-pain that's oh shit dude I, it's not too late it's not too late it's not Bro, too late. Still he here. has the can't sickest... believe it. My throw it on there. <laughs> throw it on there. He has the sickest fucking Twitch opening song. He did not have to go that hard for his <laughs> for his <laughs> Twitch stream. Man. I'm gonna look that up because I don't know what it is. It's so fucking good. I'll dude. check it out. Uh, yeah, oh. man. Thank you so much. I'll uh, I'll be in touch and email or you know and and get y'all this playlist and everything. Let you know when it's coming out. So thank y'all oh, very yeah. much. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Uh, bye. So long. Thank you.